Welcome back, everybody, to Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Episode 26, I believe, if my math is right, Scott. Yep, no significant number for 26. I don't got anything. You don't got anything? You can't think of a famous number 26? I relied on you for this. I intentionally Uh, didn't look this one up. Six is a weird one. We're getting up there, you know, so it's, it's getting a little harder. Yeah, you, you, it's like, it's not even significant. You know what? It's another episode. It's just another day. Another day in the life. No need to make a big deal about it. We do it you know, Thursday. all the time. Another Thursday. And Scott, what a day to be back, man. We took last week off, and wow, just so much stuff has been going on. I mean, it's the beginning of March, so we got all the college basketball tournaments. We're actually going to start with that, and we have just drama and upsettingness and it's like a Shakespearean play going on with the Washington Redskins. Just a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous, a lot of shenanigans, ridiculousness. And we're going to get into that tonight. We got to talk some baseball, Scott. It's been 70 degrees. It's been nice. Some World Baseball Classic, some Tebow news, your boy. Of course, we got to bring up Tebow. We will bring, absolutely. You gotta throw in Tiger in there too if we're gonna bring him to get Tebow. All right, I we'll find we'll hash out a spot for him. Uh, we got just a couple things to discuss with the NBA, and I was hoping you would let me share my uh, experience at the Capitals game over the weekend. This was from that's a couple NHL, days. But it was what? That's NHL. Did you say NBA? Yeah, well, this is a whole nother thing. I'm going through our whole lineup. You got to keep up. Okay. NBA, and then if we have time, that's what I said, let me... uh, I got a a capital story for you. Okay, so maybe towards the end of the episode, get into that. I'll allow it. And I told you about this before we started, but I got a good would you rather, man, just for you. Give it to me. I'm excited. Okay. We got a good lineup today. We do. I if you've started the podcast, you, no need to go anywhere. You know, just keep keep on listening. There's no commercials. There's no breaks. We Nothing. Just, we just roll. None of that. It's just gonna be straight talking, uh, entertaining talking for roughly an hour, depending, depending. So let's get into it a little bit, Scott. My speaker on the Matchbox Twenty just went up a little bit. Very unprofessional, uh, but they're off now. Let's start with college basketball, Scott. And just before, just so everybody knows, and just to remind Scott one more time because he's being a real jerk. George Mason played their first uh, conference tournament game tonight. It just finished. They played Fordham. I was a little bit busy, and I couldn't watch it. So I DVR'd it. All right, I recorded it. I'm not talking about it. I've already told Scott about this. If he brings it up, I'm going to be mad. And we're just not going to talk about anything A-10-wise. I can't even pull up college basketball news because I know I'll stumble upon it. So Scott's sort of going to lead this one. 
All right. Can well, you, you handle? Know, you're really disappointing the the listeners right now because there's a lot to talk about there. Um, you know what, listeners? Then tune in freaking next week after I've watched it. Okay, you gotta, you know, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it later. Scott, don't make me feel bad. You're making me feel bad. You did this earlier. I'm not gonna feel bad. Okay. I DVR'd it, and you're Kramering me big time right now. I'm not. I'm not Kramering you because I'm not telling you the score. Ah, uh, you're. You're messing with it, though, Scott. Just be careful for me, all right? Um, I got two things only. We almost had an 11-win team punch their ticket to the big dance, Milwaukee, the Horizon League. They lost to Northern Kentucky 59-53, but it was so close. And my question is, should it happen? Should an 11-win team even be in that situation? You know, I mean, they get hot for one week in a conference tournament. Does that really, I guess, make them worthy of a ticket to the big dance? I've, I've been thinking about, I, it didn't, we don't have to spend too much time on it, Scott, because it, it didn't happen. But there's always sort of that story every couple of years where it's this team just, for whatever reason, gets hot in the conference tournament and then it almost gets there. Well, I think this brings up a bigger discussion, honestly, about conference tournaments in general. Um, if you don't know, which if you watch sports, you probably do. The regular season in basketball and college basketball is just for conference tournament seeding. So really your your record is pretty meaningless besides at-large bids, which I can talk about later. Um, but really your record determines your seed. And then when it gets to the tournament, there's what, 32 automatic bids. There's 32 leagues in Division One. So you have 32 automatic bids, and there's 32 at-large bids. So every conference has an has a automatic qualifier, and then there'll be multiple from the bigger conferences that still get in. So teams that don't win the conference, no automatics. I think this brings up a, a bigger discussion than just Milwaukee, because this happens every single year. They'd be right. a 16 seed, and they just get blown out in the first in the first game of the tournament. Right. Um, my problem, and this is kind of off, like there's different ways to do it. And we always, I, I feel, I feel proud because on the, part of this show is like to bring up rule changes. You know, we did it with the NFL. It's like we all thought, we do, man. We're just getting, we're, we're re, rewriting it. Writing the rules. I would like to see the regular season mean more. So the regular season champions get an automatic bid. And then the tournaments, tournament guys, tournament winner. Gets an automatic bid. The tournament is literally just so the schools and the NCAA makes more money. So do you want to do you want to expand the field then? Because then we're talking about thirty-two more teams. Are we expanding the thirty-two more teams? Because some of the teams that won the regular season would also win the tournament. Good point. That's a good. So then you buy half. So then you're going to need to dole out fewer at-large bids then if you still right. want to keep the field of 68. I, I like the smaller field, and I see where that's a problem. Um, I, can, I can concede that. But my problem is in this was I was watching a game yesterday. It was like, ooh, it was Syracuse was one of them. Pitt was one of them. Like these teams have won 18 games, 17, 18 games. And they're talking about, if they should be in or not. And I'm like, are you crazy? Because the, there's some mid-major teams that have won 
25, 26 games and aren't even sniffing an at-large bid right. in the tournament, which I think is crazy. So I, I think that runs into bigger bigger issues. You know, you got all this drama with the with the tournament selection committee and being more transparent and and just everything that goes on with that. Um, it's it's complicated. Um, it, I I see what you're saying about Milwaukee. My bad. I see what you're saying about Milwaukee, but you know that's part of what makes March Madness great. You know, a team like that can. But I hate see to see the team that number one seed in that in that division. What was it, Oakland? It or, was, uh, well, the other may have been Oakland. The other, I mean, who they lost to was Northern Kentucky in the in the championship. And right. it's not like they're going to dole out, uh, you know, regular season. I mean, like you said, it's it's, it's well, conference champs or nothing. Seed. The number one seed in that conference, right? The regular season, he's probably they probably won 24, 25 games, and if they don't win the tournament, they don't even sniff the tournament. Right. Like that's but, crazy to me. That's just a shame. Well, it's a shame, but again, you said it. It's it it does make everything more interesting, and a lot of times those things just take care of itself. It does. It'll probably end up being a lame first round game with whatever one seed that they play. I mean, but it's not like they're they're not lame. Any a sixteen seed has never beat a one seed. I mean, it's not like you're making it any less interesting. And I think that it's just, you know, you get hot for a conference tournament, you get hot for one week. Who's to say you're not gonna get hot for, you know, two, three weekends in a row? I mean, you probably know it. A regular season team versus the postseason team, they're they're different teams. As as weird as that may sound, they are different teams where a team is during the regular season versus where they are postseason. It's just different. And if we're gonna let a sub five hundred team in, you know, so be it. They got hot at the right time. I mean, yeah. we always say you gotta play your best basketball in March. And you know what they did? You know, they're doing all they can. I mean, it's not like that Milwaukee coach. He's a first-year coach, by the way. I mean, it yeah. sort of actually reminded me of your guys' situation you when you were coaching with Mason last year. You guys had 11 wins, correct? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. This is so 11, it was like if we would have won the conference. And that yeah. would have been crazy. That would have been insane. But, but how kind of awesome would that have been? Oh, it would be awesome. It would be awesome. It makes it entertaining. Makes it entertaining. I mean, that's what that's what March Madness is. After all, it's entertaining. It's and it's not going to go anywhere. The, whatever one seed they get matched up with in the first round, they're going to lose. I mean, it's not like a, any other sixteenth seed is is more deserving. You know, let's. I'm I'm not sure if we're so quick to just be doling out. You know, let's bring in a bunch of other mid major schools to try to make it slightly more competitive, but have the same results. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. It's not. It's not slightly more competitive. Even if you bring in more mid-major schools to the tournament, it's going to be less competitive. The, the, yeah, theoretically. But again, it's all. It's getting hot at the right times, and that was my. That was one of my little nuggets. The second little nugget of mine with conference tournaments. Again, I guess our real, you know, big dance show will probably be next week. After Selection Sunday, obviously, after the field is decided, getting ready yeah. for the first 
for the first round, but just in the realm of conference tournaments, we have, I guess not you anymore, but we have one here in Northern Virginia going on right in the, right in the backyard, got the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten tournament at the Verizon Center. And really, that's anybody, it's, it's up for anybody at this point. It's up for anybody. And I was just thinking, and it's a, maybe it's an unfair claim, Scott, but my my initial thought without again without thinking about it much without developing you know stats or or looking into evidence my initial thought was if maryland doesn't go far in this really if maryland loses that sucks that's pathetic it's it's pathetic they were i believe they went 20 and 2 to start the regular season 20 and 2 I think their hardest person they're going to have to get through is Purdue. And if they lose, that's just pathetic. It is right next to their campus. It's right where everybody lives. It might as well be a home game for them. People should be all pumped up. But for some reason, and I guess I just get a lot of it living in this area, it's just it's Maryland basketball, Maryland basketball, Maryland basketball. And I, don't, I think it just gets on my nerves. But if they lose, that's pathetic to me, Scott. It's pathetic. Pathetic is a is a tough word, man. So like, that's, that's I didn't have time word. to develop it. Didn't have time to develop it in my notes. Pathetic is underlined with a question mark, meaning Sean, come back to this later. Maybe write down a different adjective, and I never did. Because pathetic is strong, you know. That's like you know, in sports, stuff happens. You know, they're not playing at home, so you. I mean, they might have a few thousand more fans than the other team, but really, it's a neutral site. Um, I know, site. and I know other conference tournaments work like this. It just happens to be closer to other schools than other schools in the conference. It's I, not a I know huge that advantage, happens. really. So I don't know if it's pathetic. I think they should win. I think they have the home court advantage, but you know, teams lose on the road all the time. Sure. So and well, teams tough. lose at home all the time. More importantly, yeah. and it's just. Again, I think it's the hearing about Maryland all the time and how great they are, how great they should be. It's almost like it's, and then they lose, and then it's, and it's just a bunch of excuses. Well, they still played really well, and they still played Purdue really tight in that game, but they still, and it's just like, oh, shut up. It's just too much. What are you looking at me like that for? You look like disappointed. You're not about to tell me the Mason score, are you? You want to know? No. All right. God dang it. Where <laughs> else are we going with college basketball, Scott? Uh, nothing really. I mean, I can't pull up any news stories. If I if I pull up college basketball online, I know I'm going to see it. So you got to guide us from here. Those are my two little nuggets. I, I was I was you got me going in the whole conference tournament thing. You know, you you really did. That's been a huge talk like of of late with just all the big ones too because you know, like it's just it snowballs into like our conference tournaments even necessary. You got guys. So now these big ones, the ACC, A10, all these big tournaments are going to end on Sunday, right? So it's a team that plays. They could play. So technically, think about it. If Mason wins, let's say Mason wins the tournament. Oh, Scott. <sighs> oh crap. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it, man. I knew you were going to do it. I asked you one thing. I asked you one thing. I don't ask you for a lot. 
I don't ask you for a lot, Scott. You're my buddy. You've been my buddy for years. I've asked right. you for like six things in all of our time together, and you <laughs> just broke one of them. Oh, God bad, dang dude. it. That's a, it's okay. It's I won't right. tell you. I won't tell you anything else. It's all right. I'll just, I, you know, I'm gonna have to DVR the game versus VCU tomorrow. Then, and you could just, you could text me the score to that one while I'm, you know, while I'm not watching it, not wow. watch anything. <laughs> all right, salty. <laughs> ah, it's a, it's all right. All right let's so just let's say Virginia Tech. Let's continue. Let's say Virginia Tech wins tonight. They're playing right now. Let's say they win tonight. They're not gonna win. They win tonight, they win tomorrow night, they win Saturday, they win Sunday, and they win the tournament, and they go to the, they go to the NCAA tournament, and they play on Thursday. That's five games in seven days. Yeah. That's ridiculous for these kids. Maybe it's spring break, hopefully, but you know, if you're looking out for the kids, this is not in the guy's best interest. To play this many games in this many days, yeah, it's just it's, terrible. Like I, I know the NCAA is about you know making money, and that's very upfront. But like, if we're looking out for the for the kids, this isn't the right way to do things. Okay, it it is the end of the season, though, Scott. It's well, I you know what the theory. There's still another month, I guess, if they were to play, you know all the way somehow finding their way into the final four. But again, it's the end of the season. It's like, it's like in Waterboy when, when the guy kept putting Waterboy in and the announcers yeah. are saying, uh, he didn't hold anything back. It's, you know, it is that way, but these guys are missing class. They're on the road the entire time. Their body. I'm, sh- I'm sure they hate missing class. Scott. Oh yeah, I get it. I mean, you know, NCAA is a collegiate institution. I mean, it's not professional. And so, so why does NCAA just come out and say, yeah, we're about making money because, you know, we've played this many games because people watch. People will watch. It's a, it's a collegiate institution that puts athletics above all else, though. I mean, with, with every a story comes out every it just so ha- it was Syracuse and UNC coming out at the exact same time last year about fake classes and and awful recruiting. I mean, you can't say they value academics. I mean, so let's not think that it's somebody in those meetings are like depends like they do. I, I I've never I've never gotten that that vibe at all from the NCAA that someone's going into those meetings saying, you know, let's, uh, let's give these kids more class time. I'm thinking that's what they need. I'm not so sure if I've ever read that article, Scott. I'm in it every single day. That's, that's true. We have a new rule. Wait, Scott, you're going to have to, sorry, Scott, you're going to have, we have a new rule. You're gonna have to say that one more time because your your mic your the internet sort of slowed down. What, what's yeah, the new rule? So the new rule is that if a kid misses three class periods, whether they're excused or not, this is at Southern Virginia. If a kid misses three class periods, they and if they were to miss another one, they can't play in that game. They have to go to class instead of playing in that game, which is unbelievably. Okay. Because if we have an important game on the fourth and our best player can't play because he's already missed three class periods, that, that's that's just ridiculous. 
but they pretend like, oh, this is the best interest for the kid because if he would have missed four classes, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And these, none, and they're like, oh, well, they have it at other schools. I'm like, they, I understand that, but do they follow it? No. Right. Well, again, so that's the NCAA failing is that it fails to, it fails to enforce its right, but own they're rules. Trying to, they're trying to enforce this. Not they're trying, trying very to hard about academics. Well, they're not trying very hard. I mean, that's the... They were trying really hard. They would have more than a one-year, one-and-done rule for for college basketball. They would have, you know, graduation rates, and they would enforce them. They'd have GPA requirements. Like, oh, no. it's really easy. Jeez. Um, but that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've, we dove into the can of worms a little in the... In the episode already, and and it'll be there in the description. We got into the possible new rules with the whole bracket things, conferences, uh, Milwaukee, big. I mean, we, we got into all that. The standards. Um, just dropped my keys. Sorry if that made a noise. Pulled a Scott. Um, I dropped one everything, at least once that episode, including the George Mason score to a friend right. who requested right. not to hear the George Mason score. I didn't tell you the score. I didn't tell you the game. You, you, the only thing I said was if George Mason were to win the A-10 tournament. Which, That's the only thing I said. And you should appreciate deduction skills because you value deduction methods. I obviously now know that they are still in the position to do so. Ergo, they won tonight. You don't know how, you don't know what. I you, don't. You still have to watch it. I do, and I will. I'll begrudgingly, and I'm not in a bad mood about it, Scott. I promise. I'm just gonna keep busting your shoes about it. I, I don't care. I'll take it. I think it's a. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's. Uh, do you want to switch sports? Yeah, I got nothing left in college basketball. So. All right, let's switch sports, and switch sports we shall to the just awful dumpster fire that is the current state of the Washington Redskins. Scott, it all happened too fast on me. Uh, it happened too darn fast. There was something new every day, every minute, every hour. I'm getting bombarded. I feel like it's like pistol whipping a blind kid. Oof. What what do you make of all this? So analogy. Let's uh, you actually Look, I don't want to be like the rest of them. I don't want to be a salty Redskins fan. I'm what already a salty George. Now. I'm already a salty George Mason Patriot fan, Scott. Okay, you can't turn me into a salty Redskins fan. All right. I'm pretty wound up about this thing too. Like, okay. and correct me if I'm wrong. Interject when I when I just get to, to get to be too much here. Go ahead. I'll because interject. The Redskins were finally going on the right path. The past two years. Finally, we have a GM that knows what he's doing and not the president or the uh, owner making decisions. We have a franchise quarterback that is young and likable and and pretty good. Not check, elite, check. Not elite, but pretty good, serviceable. Check, check. You're right on so far, Scott. Keep Our going. Offensive line is getting better. Our defense is getting better. We have Deshaun Jackson. We have Pierre Garçon. We draft a wide receiver. We have draft Matt linebacker, Jones, and then we have Fat Rob come in. Great, everything you know. As disappointing as this season was, not making the playoffs, we 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 talked about that before. 
it's unacceptable, but okay, things are moving in the right direction. It's not Jim Zorn. It's not Mike Shanahan. It's not Joe Gibbs and Rex Grossman. It's moving the right way. You know, we're moving towards a winning program. And then I personally think I was kind of getting ticked off when it kind of started when we franchise tag Kirk Cousins instead of just paying the man what he deserves. Well, surely. Keep going. Keep going. And then we, that's when it kind of started going, huh? What the heck is going on here? And then, I, I mean, you're saying you're getting bombarded with all this stuff. And, and I get that. I wasn't like refreshing the news about Scott McLaughlin. McLuhan. McLuhan. Scott McLaughlin. Isn't Scott that the McLe- lady who's on those depressing dog commercials? Maybe McLaughlin, I think, or something like that. Yeah, McLaughlin, the depressing dog commercials. Yeah. With uh... Scott McLuhan. And I wasn't refreshing about him, you know, looking into his alcohol problem. I was like, you know, whatever. Like, people have been able to handle that. They're just going to sweep this under the rug. You know, he's not at the combine. I was like, whatever. Let the man do whatever he wants to do. Like, it doesn't matter whether he's at the combine or not. And then I just was looking at something on ESPN. Scott, Scott McLuhan fired. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like now we're back in downhill slide mode. It's it's really amazing how fast a guy can fall from grace in the football world. College football or NFL alike, they just This is the third time he's been like canned for his alcohol problem. Yeah, because of that. And you know what? Shame on the skins for really not I guess researching more about that. I mean, he. I mean, all the fans were duped. The whole two years ago when he came on board, the the in Scott we trust, and then, you know, and then he drafts a wide receiver in Doxon when we're wide receiver heavy, and it's kind of like, well, what the heck, man? I like the move. He was the best guy on the board. Yeah. I well, think. that's what an automatic fantasy draft does as well. I mean, why have that be your strategy? His okay. His strategy is a whole. We don't even have to talk about. It. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. So it doesn't even matter anymore. Now, like you, I really didn't care that he was at the combine. I mean, that is his job. He is a talent scout. Probably should be there. But and eh, the combine to me is overrated anyway. Watching a bunch of guys work out the underwear Olympics. I mean, who cares? Watch your film. Watch you know get scouting reports, things like that. You know, watching a guy do. Uh, you know, bench press 145 pounds a million times. I mean, who who cares? Okay, who cares? And I think there was too much put into that. But the whole idea of wow, this guy was held up so much in the regular season and and last off season, and now it's it's like brutal. The whole you know his personal demons coming out, and then. He's just gone. There he goes. And there are pictures circling the internet of him walking around Ashburn, walking his dog. And it's like, how come you're not at work? He was just like at the barber shop this yeah. afternoon. You know, all this yeah, stuff coming out. You know, the guy like can't get a, a second of peace for guys. Give him a, give him a second. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you have Kirk Cousins asking for a trade. And then you have... Deshaun Jackson going to the Buccaneers, and then you have Pierre Garcon going to the 49ers, and it's just like, I don't know what way is up. No, neither do I. 
It's it's bad, man. It's so, bad. So when they franchise tagged him, cool. He sends out a tweet. Tag me. I'm in. Woohoo. I'm Kirk Cousins. Yeah. yeah. Likeable guy. Eh. But then he goes in and he, he goes in a show and he asks for a trade. A little bit odd. A little bit like, hey, what the heck? You know, we kind of, I, I guess in all this, Scott, he, he, he just never wanted to be here from no, the he second like, he was drafted. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's the thing in professional football, that he wanted to be here or there. He wants to be treated fairly. And that's the same thing with anybody. I don't care whether I'm in California, Virginia, New York. But he wasn't. I just want to be treated fairly. And he wasn't. He, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. And that's why he wants to be traded. Correct. He wants a legitimate shot at a place where they can contend and pay him the correct amount of money. And he doesn't feel like that. And I don't blame him one bit. Correct. And yeah, and, and you really can't. You really can't. If this were RG3 putting up Kirk Cousins' numbers, we would have probably seen a record deal. Oh. Bigger than Andrew Lux. A crazy deal. But it wasn't. That was their guy. Snyder. To, to Snyder, Kirk Cousins has been a constant reminder of the failure that was RG3. So I don't, I don't think... I don't think Dan really wants him around. And it's it's just been a firestorm one thing after the other. We've to me, there has been one bright spot and then like a half of one. And the one bright spot I got for you, Scott, because I'm not being a salty skins fan, because I'm a salty George Mason fan. I'm not being a salty skins fan, so I will say the one bright spot is Jay Gruden gets a two-year extension. I think that is a big deal because that will make him a Redskins coach for seven years. The last time the Redskins had that kind of continuity was with Joe Gibbs. Was with It was decades ago, Scott. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in the organization. It's okay, nice so to have some... That's been the coach for what? This is his fourth year now? No, yeah, 2014 was his first well, he's season. He's going into his fourth year? No, so it's 2014, 2015, 2016. He's going into his fourth year, yeah. So he's going into his fourth year, and you're saying, so after this year, he's got two more years. Really, coaches can get fired for nothing, man. But I don't think that means he's going to stay for seven. I, I think he was almost, it's, well, yeah, well, I, what did I say? So, so I guess it's six. Six, well, my math either was. Either way, I don't think four. that means that he's like here for six. He could get fired. We could have a losing season next, next season, which we probably will, and he's going to get fired. It's, but it's still something, Scott. It's still something. It just and means we have faith in you. That's really what they're saying. They're saying which, you've done which, a good enough job that we have faith in you. Which is nice to have because haven't had that again since, like I said, Joe Gibbs' first go-around. Well, who, gave that, who gave Jay Gruden that contract, you think? Was it Dan Snyder? Was it um, was it Scott, McLaugh- Scott McLuhan? I keep saying McLaughlin now. Well, you're thinking about those dog commercials. Yeah. with what was the, Figure out that lady's name. Oh, and Reba she, Ma- was it Reba McIntyre? No, it was something McLaughlin. It was like Sarah McLaughlin or Sarah something. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin, the depressing, I will wait for you. Right? Yep. yep. Dude, it was the depressing dog commercial. I mean, he could probably be in his own depressing something commercial. Yep. Um, but no, I don't think it was. I, I mean, you assume it was Snyder and Bruce Allen figuring out the whole Gruden ordeal. But I, you, know, you know what is like messed up, though? And I just thought of this. They give him this extension 
and then they just let their team fade away, almost setting up Gruden for, I don't want to say failure, because assuming they're going to, I mean, they should have a pretty good draft. They do trade Cousins away. They should get a couple picks. So, it was not setting them up for failure entirely, but it does seem to be like a little messed up, a little torture taking two years. So there's that, the Gruden. There is some. I take I take comfort in continuity. The other thing is is Vernon Davis. Three more years, fifteen million bucks, and Vernon Davis. He's a local guy. He went to he went to Maryland. You know, just trash Marin a little bit in our in our basketball talk, but this is an entirely different conversation. And again, I think that he was effective last year. He, you know, he wasn't the main. He's not the main tight end, obviously, with with Jordan Reed. But he's there, and he's going to be an extra set of hands to catch the football, no matter who's throwing it to him, whether it's Colt McCoy or very slim chances Kirk Cousins. My other thought. So that that's sort of my bright spots on a dark cave that is the current state of the Washington Redskins. My other thoughts got now Cousins isn't automatically gone here. He asked for a trade, yes, but it's really as of right now, it's not up to him. He can't be talking to other teams. His agent can't be talking to other teams because he is under the exclusive franchise tag, and that limits him a little bit. So it's not up to him. So there is a chance, a slight chance. But there is a chance that he's back next year. And how awkward is every single game, every single press conference, everything having to do with Kirk Cousins going to be knowing that he asked for a trade and does not really care? It's a business. And, and like I said before, you know, he just wants to be treated fairly. And I'll keep saying that. Yeah, it's a business. There, there can't be hard feelings like that. It can't be like... Everybody's holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Like, he should not care if he's comfortable in that. See, if you win games, you win games. If you don't, you're fired. I just move think on it's, to find another job. I think it's just, just going to be awkward. And yeah, nobody's holding hands, but it's a little awkward. It's like, hey, man, you don't even want to be here. You don't have to, like, pretend. You don't have to do your phony, you like that, or how do you like me now? It's like, we know you would rather be. Nobody cares. It's, it's going to be a different narrative, I think, with Cousins. Again, if he sticks around, not likely. Again, I could hit the refresh button right now, Scott, and there could be a, there he goes. We, we might break it here yeah. on Perpetual Sports Talk, <laughs> but it's not looking so. But there is there is the slim chance that he's here, and this is going to be kind of weird for the next year. It's going to be a whole new narrative on, on Cousins. I think there will be... You know, there were obviously a lot of Kirk supporters. There were some Kirk haters, okay, some Kirk jerks. But now I think there are going to be a lot more Kirk haters if he uh, if he sticks around. I think a lot of the Redskins faithful. He don't want to be here. Blah blah blah. Don't care. Give Colt McCoy a chance. What have you? It's I, that. That's really the deal about Colt McCoy. They think they can get what Kirk Cousins gave them with Colt McCoy for you know half the cost. That's how stupid people are, Scott. That they think Colt McCoy is going to come in and put up the same numbers. It's stupid. Okay, it's It's stupid. But on that note, do you have anything else you want to get off your red-skinned chest? No. Other than that, this is going the wrong direction. That sums it up. You're going the wrong way. 
yeah, I think we can. I think we could leave it at that as well. Do you want to change sports? Let's do it. Let's move on to the World Baseball Classic, Scott. We're not going to be able to really talk about it too much next week. Well, I guess we will, but it's very short-lived, and we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. Let's just save Tebow for just just a minute here. You okay with not, that? Are we not the favorite here in the World Baseball Classic? Is that now the D, the DR man? They they won the last one. We don't just dominate the World Baseball Classic. You know the sport we invented. No, the the Dominican Republic. I'm telling you. Wow. And not for nothing, Israel. Yes, Israel is uh they've won three games they're three and oh they won their pool they're moving on and they've scored 21 runs they in their pool is the netherlands korea and chinese taipei but i mean 21 runs heck uh we have the d we have the dominican republic in our pool colombia and canada and we start playing tomorrow we open it with Columbia. So we'll see. That was sort of my weekend appetizer a couple minutes early, but just a, just a few things is the participation in the World Baseball Classic. A bunch of major leaguers going to different countries, you know, obviously the United States. And there was a quote from Noah Syndergaard that said you know, a reporter asked, why is he not playing in the World Baseball Classic? Because, as you probably know, a lot of Met players are, which is why Tim Tebow got an at-bat in the first place. A lot of Met players gone. Syndergaard's asked, how come you're, how come you're not playing? And he responds, I'm a Met. Nobody who ever won a World Series. I'm sorry, nobody. Now I'm butchering the quote. Scott Dang it. Nobody who ever whoever played in the World Baseball Classic has ever been to or ever inducted into the Hall of Fame. And it was just a little bit, just a little too much stank in his voice yeah. for me, Scott. I just, see where he's going with it. It, it, it just, like, I'm not going to get, like, it's not like I'm going to call him a, it's like he's, he's got, he needs to be more patriotic or something. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying, hold on, I'm getting my paper out. I got my exact quote right here. What the heck did he say? Fourth he section. says, I'm hey. sorry, here, here it is. Nobody made it to the Hall of Fame or won a World Series playing in the World Baseball Classic. So it's like, it's not going to help me at all, so why should I play? And I guess fair point it is. And it's saying that, and it's the whole thing. It's like, oh, World Baseball, it doesn't matter to Americans. We got bigger things going on with March Madness. We got the NFL trade or, uh, you know, free market going on and, and spring training. Just get like nobody pays attention to it. But, I mean, that's not the point, really. I mean, it's not the point. It's a it's completely different country. Yeah, and it's it's competitive baseball in March, which again Americans aren't accustomed to. We're just not used to that. We're not used to seeing crazy, sold out baseball stadiums in March. And so I get it. However, it reminded me a bit, Scott, of the whole Christian McCaffrey and and Leonard Fournette sitting out of their bowls to prepare for the combine. That's sort of what it reminded me of. Yeah. Again, and, and I said it at that episode, and I'll say it again. I get it, but I don't like it. Because, you know why? Because they're both made up. Ah. 
There it is. Bowl games and the World Baseball Classic are both made up. What do you mean? As in, they don't matter. And and that's Syndergaard's point. It's he's like his goal is to win the World Series, and he's not going to do that while playing in the World Baseball right. Classic. Would you rather? All right. Oh, I got a great. Would you rather? I'm. A, you know what? I'm going to save it. Let's no, wait, just. No. Should I, no. should I do it now? No, no, no. Save it, and then we could have two. We could have two okay. would you rathers. Okay. Okay. So just okay. so just save it. Um, we. Okay. So again, I get it. I don't like it because here's the thing, Scott. Max. Max. They're playing eight games. That's it. Max. Huh? That's it. If they win their pool, they win the next round, and they go on to the semis and the finals, it's single elimination. It's not a series. The most they're playing, if they win the championship, is eight games. Okay? Look, I get that you want to save and and not get hurt, but it's eight games. Okay? It's two series. It's one week for you in the regular season. Why not give your body a little bit of a shock? And, and then, yeah, the whole argument is, well, that means eight games at the end of the season. That could be really important. Maybe they're tired for. Eh, they're ball players. They'll figure that out. They get some days off. They get a nice long all-star break. They can take care of their body that way. They can regroup. Okay? And again, I know it's the whole, oh, pitchers only have a certain amount of pitches in their arms and they got to save every single one of them, blah, blah, blah. I get it. I just don't like it. I think that's the line they keep going back to. That's, that's, the, old, that's the old school in you. That's the traditional baseball guy. You know, play for your country, patriotic, yeah. You know, you should play everything competitively. And this Noah Syndergaard is this young guy saying, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? And he's not wrong. There's not really much in it for him besides to say he's the best in the world at the World Baseball Classic. But, you know, I, I can see it both ways. It's interesting baseball. It's a completely what I really different field. I really want to feel. talk about is old Timmy Tebow. Let's go to Tim Tebow. Let's. I am going to bring up the World Baseball Classic next week. I'm letting you know. I'm going to okay, bring it up. That's fine. Okay. All right. Timmy Tebow, Scott. How did he do against the reigning AL Cy Young winner? Talk about four pitches. That's how. That's how well he did. Four, four pitches. That's right. Do you want to walk us through those pitches? Oh, let, pretty I, simple. Let me see if I can remember. It, it was, was pretty simple. Swinging strike. Um, what was it? Two swinging strikes in a row. He so he struck out looking. And that last strike, it was a little bit questionable. It was still too close. But I'm pretty sure Porcello burned Rick Porcello. He's the Cy Young War. He burned him on four fastballs. Yeah. He didn't even waste his time. Well, that pitch, that last pitch in the the bottom right corner, that's that's an AL Cy Young pitch. Yeah. That's what you're going to see in the major leagues. Right. Nobody wants to be the guy who lets up a hit or an extra base hit or a home run to Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Particularly the the reigning Cy Young Award winner. Cool little oh, yeah. fact for you, Scott. Good. Cool little fact. So we saw a Cy Young winner. Oh, I, I saw this fact. Go ahead. You know where I'm going. Cy Young winner pitching to a Heisman Trophy winner. If you saw it, give me the last time it happened. It was it 1989? 89. Uh, Bo Jackson versus he's the Heisman. I can't tell you who the Cy Young was though. Frank Viola. Yeah. 
wouldn't have got that one. Uh, yeah, Knights. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, I, just stats like that, man. They flabbergast me. They always catch me off guard. They don't mean anything. But, no, but it's so cool. Like, yeah. somebody kept track of that. I mean, you know, Bo Jackson's sort of an obvious name. Uh, like, even if you didn't know, and if I said Cy or if I said Heisman Trophy, well, you probably could have figured that one out. Yeah, yeah. But 0 for 3, uh, hit by pitch, and grounded into a fielder's choice, or not a fielder's choice, a double play, double. but ends up getting an RBI. So That doesn't count RBI. as an RBI. Does oh, it? Technically, it doesn't count as an RBI. Because, because it was worth two outs. Yep. And the worst then he, part. Then he got doubled up. You and the, that? he, that's the worst part. That's <laughs> like Little League right there. It's Dude, a I, line drive, <laughs> and he starts running to second base, catches the line drive, easy throw, picks him off. It was, you would it was, get mad at your high schoolers for that. It was sad. Oh, you, yeah. You get mad at Little Leaguers for that. I mean, it's unacceptable in Little League. That's the one of the first rules you're taught. His is, teammates, the other teams, are getting mad at him because he doesn't know the game. Like, did you see this? Did you see the like, the whole thing about where he was on deck? He, no. he was his team was in the third base dugout, and he walked to the no. He's they were in the third base dugout, and he walked to the first base on deck circle. Oh, because, because he it thought was a that's lefty. Where because it was a lefty up. Oh man, yeah, that's. And his manager Terry Collins was like, "All right, come on over here." See, like they have to talk to him. Well, it's like the, I mean, he did play high school. He did play high school baseball. I mean, you don't even do that in high school baseball. Ex- that's what I'm saying. Like, what's he- <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. But again, hey, he's getting this chance, whatever you want to call I get it, be- it, because it's not. Well, I guess it is because it's Tim Tebow. But a lot of the because uh, a lot of Met players, not Syndergaard, they're at the World Baseball Classic, uh, playing in Miami right now. I get it. I-, I get the whole thing about Tim Tebow trying to follow his dream. But come on, man. It gives us something to talk about, Scott. It does. We've been, and I we've been, ta- we've been I talking it. about him since episode one. We even get, we probably gave him the most airtime of anybody else. It's possible. Him or Tiger Woods. I really got nothing new on Tiger Woods other than, oh, actually, I do have something new that I don't think we've talked about. He has said to his Tiger, uh, he's not going to play in any tournament other than the Masters. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Masters. Majors. Masters included, obviously. So, so he's just going to go to the big ones. Just exactly. Like, I'm going to be able to swing at the big ones. I yeah. can't do anything else, but you know what? The big one, I can do. That's so – and again, that could change tomorrow, next week. Um, the Masters is right around the corner. You know, it's in, it's in less than a month now. So so we'll see. But that's the ti- – if we bring up Tebow, we got to bring up Tiger. So that's the, that's the Tiger news. Dude, what if we get to the point where we could have, like, Tebow, like, as a guest on the show? That's probably not going to happen, Scott. But like, like, it, like, what if it did? Be like, what, hey man, we've been. We have to get to. We have to be like. We'd have to have a little more than twenty downloads. We d- which more. we just cracked, by the way. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about it later. About? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. So that's all I got on baseball. You got anything else? Nope. All right, let's move on. And I, j- we're we're gonna move on. And I only want to spend. Just like three minutes on this, I got a story for you, Scott. I think you're right. gonna like this. As an appreciator of good stories, story guy, I think you'll right. like this one. So I went 
to the Capitals game on Saturday. They are playing the Flyers of Philadelphia. Uh, went with went with my dad. He had awesome awesome tickets. His work got them. They were like leftover from his work. One of those deals. We got to sit yeah. in the suite. It was cool. Uh, all free you beer? can eat snack. No, not free beer, but all you can eat snacks, which is actually like kind of handy. You know, at, at a game because you always have something to snack and munch on: chips, popcorn, peanuts. It's not you know a, a spread, but you won't appreciate it until you actually have it. You could just keep munching. I love it. I'm a big oh, yeah. snack guy. Would you rather have free snacks or free beer? Scott, that's a stupid question. All I'm saying is the free the free snacks were like good. Of course free beer. Cuz like of course, but the free what I'm saying is you can't appreciate the idea of these free snacks until you're there and you just have something constantly to 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 snack on is what I'm saying. I like the bars that put the little peanuts on the on the table. Yeah, you just anytime you want, you know, maybe like you don't want to order an appetizer. You like just the house want, mix. Yeah. You, know? you don't want like you don't want to spend more money on on food or appetizer or whatever. Just something a little bit to snack on. But that's not the story. The real thing is just the appreciation of Capitals fans. Because oh my gosh, man. First of all, throughout all play, throughout the periods, nobody is leaving his or her seat. The stairs are empty. Everybody's there. Because then you notice, obviously, intermission. Everybody floods the stairs for bathroom, whatever. But during hockey play, nobody's going anywhere in the Verizon Center. And, like, you appreciate it. It's really cool. I've been to a Caps game since I was a little kid. Okay, and you just like appreciate that. Watch Caps games, of course, but just being there, it's completely different. The other thing, I love the way hockey players take the ice because they run out and it is like a dead sprint doing their little circle thing. Like it is sprinting the the equivalent around the ice. I mean, you don't see that in other professional sports. Yeah, Basketball yeah. players they do their stupid little tunnel high five, casually walk to the to the desk, high five oh, yeah. the ref. It's like awful. Baseball. I mean, you had your Sammy Sosa doing the sprint, the fake thing every inning, and but but they kind of just jog out nonchalantly. Football, all the fake rah rah speech. We gonna do this, bang, 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 bang. like yeah. that's it, all fake to me. It's it's all bull crap. But these they just busted their ass onto the eye and it was just like whoa they're like they're forced to be reckoned with here they're getting after it and it was a really great game it was it was there was no score uh going into the third period and then it was one to one after the third overtime caps ended up winning in overtime on a uh, four on three power play and it was great it was just exciting and beating the flyers is always nice they're sort of a bit of a rival my story comes in the parking lot coming out of the garage beneath the Verizon Center. Okay. So I didn't know this. I'm not sure if you knew this, but as you're coming out of the parking lot, the deal is a, a, someone will beep three times. Burn, burn, burn. And it's a let's go caps. And then, yeah. so someone beeps, and then, like, three other people beep, burr, 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 and then, like, someone way in the back of the line, burr, burr, burr. It's like a way to respond, and it's fans, and it was, like, it was, yeah. like, cool. Like, I've never, I never knew that. And we're doing, and so we're next to these guys, like, coming out. We're going right out of the par- out of the garage. They're going left, so we're next to them. And one guy's in the front seat, 
definitely has had too much to drink. He's just out the window. His buddy's beeping. Let's go, Caps. Okay. And then a girl, probably three or four cars behind us, she starts responding, let's, or in a high, you know, high voice, let's go, Caps. And then the guy is, let's go, Caps. And the girl, like, let's go, Caps. And then, since we're right next to the guy, we hear the guy say to his buddy, I kind of like that girl back there. And then he just yells out, hey, I want to buy you something. And then she just goes, oh, let's go, Caps. And then he goes, are you, in in the Caps for, are you single? And then she responds, Scott, I swear, I swear, she responds, uh, without missing a beat in the same let's go caps form she goes no i'm 10 and then we're and then the guy goes and then like rolls up his window and it made sense to me because throughout the whole let's go caps exchange to everybody who hadn't had too much to drink like that one guy it's like Oh, that's like a really high voice from behind us, like a pretty high voice. And that's how she, you know what? Hats off to her for like being like clever without missing a beat. She just says it. And, and then I thought about like the girl's dad, like, come on, dad. How come you're letting your 10 year old girl hang out of the window chanting to drunk Capitals fans? Yeah, that's a kid. I don't blame him. That's a great story though. But that was uh, it was it was awesome. The, the Capitals fans just it was great, great environment. It was a great game, free snacks, and had that funny little st- and even driving through the tunnel, it was burn 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 with the horn. It was like it was it was cool. Um, definitely, you know, would want to go to more more Caps games. So that's my little nugget on the Caps. All right, I like it. Let's move on, Scott, to a perennial favorite. The segment that we call Would You Rather. Now, everybody knows the Would You Rather game. Usually happens in long car rides, long road trips. You and your friends are bored or you're just trying to think of something to keep each other awake. And then it's always a Would You Rather Do something horribly disgusting, fill in the blank, or something disgusting, horribleness fill in the blank now we're gonna do our version because it's a sports podcast it is a sports themed would you rather and for the first time scott i think both of us have a would you rather yeah yeah i'll I'll, I'll start it off here go ahead in light of the world baseball classic talk i love it hit me would you rather your team the united states win the World Baseball Classic, or would you rather find a $20 bill on the ground? Uh, dude, this is like the whole... Did you get this from the women's team winning the whatever, the women's no, basketball? No, this is a very common would you rather. Because- this is a common one. Okay, this is a common one. And... You know, I don't mean to be anticlimactic, anticlimactic, Scott, but I'm going to go with Team USA winning oh, World Baseball Classic. killing me. Oh, you could keep your dirty asphalt-covered $20 bill. This will give us something more to talk about if oh, Team USA wins, <laughs> okay? Yeah, that's that. Bucks. And you didn't expect me to say that. 
did you? No, I did because you're you and you want to disagree with me. That's right. That's but, darn right. But any other person's going to go, I want the 20 bucks. No, I don't know about that, Scott. I really don't know about that. That's a good one to, to take a poll on. I feel ask, like. Ask our producer Murph to take a poll on Twitter on that. That's true. Okay. Mur- oh, shoot. We forgot to do Murph Snack Facts, all the errors that we had last episode. We'll do it next episode. All right. We got to talk to him. Does he have a list of our snack, our snack facts? I didn't hear from him, but yeah, I also didn't ask him. All right. Well, I'm well, not assuming Murph. we had a perfect episode, but I don't know. Maybe we did. Okay. My would you rather for you, Scott. I just, I'm going to start it with this. Kyle Guy. Okay. UVA. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's sporting the man bun, correct? Yeah. Okay, Scott, you have to rock the Kyle Guy man bun for a year. Ooh. Or would you rather not be allowed to watch any of the NCAA tournament this year? You're just not allowed to watch it. Ooh. Man bun for a year or no college basketball for you all through March and April. No watching it? No watching it. Am I allowed to see the scores or highlights? Nothing. No. You can't even know who won? Yeah, sure. You know who wins, but you don't know how. I mean, you know who they beat. You know the score. But it's just in a world where you have no access to watching, listening, reading about the games. Nothing. You get who wins, and that's it. Oh. Man bun for a year or no college basketball. That's a good one. That's a good one because it makes you think. I don't have a I don't have an answer right away for you. That's right. Well we gotta work through a couple things together. That's why it's that's why it's would you rather. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we gotta what? put out a picture on our Twitter with the he's Kyle got, guy man he's bun. Got the shaved side too. Yes. And the hair on top. And yeah. The man bun. So it's not even just a man bun. It's like like it's a different kind of man. Bun. It's it's it really draws attention to the bun part because the sides and back of his head is completely shaved. He's a great basketball player. He yeah. had a, I think he had a career or he had a season high night against Pitt, but he looks a bit like a doofus. So if I had to get the man bun tomorrow and then the next year I got to cut off the same day. Yeah. And think about like the year you got coming up, you're going to be sporting a man bun throughout these events, okay? Could I, like, explain that I lost a bet? You can't explain. The, that's your identity. That's you why gotta, I, I want to look like that? You got to You just got to own it. It's nobody. Social protocol says you can't ask about a ridiculous man bun anymore because for whatever reason, it's a style. So if you are the one to ask about it, all of a sudden, you become the jerk. Whereas the dummy wearing the man bun is like sort of the victim in a way. You got to answer it. Man bun Give me the man college. Give you the what? Give me the man bun. Dude, you're you're rocking the man bun. I have to. I got to watch basketball, man. For a whole year, Scott? For my job? I I mean, like, wow. College basketball March Madness. Are you going to be taken seriously with a man bun in your line of work? Like you said, though, kind of like what you said, it's unacceptable to ask that, though, because that's me. You can't can't Uh, ask that or I get offended. And I can just be like, whoa. 
Did I push you over the edge when I said that? You did because I Darn have like it. an out by saying you can't ask me about that. It's this day and age, you know, we live in. It is. You can't uh, discriminate against me because of my hairstyle. If you're the weenie and you look like a weenie, you're not a weenie anymore. The other person's a weenie for asking you why you look so much like a weenie. Yeah, exactly. Horrible. <laughs> All right. Well, good would you rathers. If any of our listeners have some good would you rathers, it's d- direct message Twitter Mark. or leave a comment or something. We will 100%, even if it's a dumb one, like even if it's not really good, we'll t- talk about it we'll because that's how much we appreciate you guys. We'll make fun of you for it, but. Well, we won't make fun. Scott, they they listen to the podcast. We're not making fun. We will talk about it. All you got to do is give it to us. All right. So direct message, comment, whatever, or shoot Scott a text. Uh, Yeah. Don't put my number on there. Your number. Dude, I put all of your information on there already. Okay. (laughs) Everything. Okay. Let's move on. And another perennial favorite we're going to move on to. One we haven't actually done in a while, Scott. Dude of the week in the world of sports. And I think, or I know you have one, so give it to us. Uh, I got, I got a dudes of the week and, and they played today. Um, it's, it's really interesting. And actually, it's actually pretty cool. Um, this day and age, it, it's not normal, but the Michigan state basketball team, I don't know if, do you know the background of that? I, they, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll fill you in. G- yeah, they, go, it will go ahead. They're playing. They're about to take off, and it skidded off the runway. Like, it hit, you know, the wheels came off. It hit the bottom. Like, it, that's that's scary stuff as it's going down the runway. Engine was smoldering. Like, they're lucky they weren't in the air when that happened. Like, that could have been really, really bad. Mm. And it skidded off the runway. They, you know, got out. They aborted the plane or whatever. Um. They drove back to campus, and the coach basically said, hey, you got two options. We can travel to this game, but that means you have to get back on an airplane, or we don't have to travel to this thing. And they decided that they wanted to go. And so they, they got in an airplane again, and they went. And I think that's pretty cool. Now, they played today, and they wore their practice uniforms. And I don't know the specific reason why they wore their practice uniforms, Um it doesn't it didn't were really there, make sense. Were there game uniforms on the plane that crashed? Well, they could have gotten it off, though. The plane didn't go up in flames. Well, maybe there was some sort of vehicle or air transportation maybe, protocol yeah. that says once something crashes, you can't go back on it. Yeah, they couldn't get their luggage or something, maybe. Right. But so they, so regardless, they wore their practice uniforms and they won today. And, that, and that's pretty cool. You know, I, I mean, that's overcoming adversity. Granted, they were the better team than Illinois was. Um, but, man, imagine being in a plane that crashes, like that literally goes off the runway, skids. You have to call your parents. You know, you're you're shaken up. And then you got to get on a plane again. Right. And then take off. What if there, when there's turbulence or when there, like something happens, I would be gripping my seat so freaking hard. Oh, yeah, you're freaking out. I mean, you're freaking out. Yeah, and then you get off the plane, and then you play the same exact day. Mm-hmm. You play that day, and they beat Illinois. That that's a that's a dude of the week right there. That's dudes of the week. The coaching staff that handled that, the operations that that went into. You know, I mean, hopefully the pilot that helped you know save all those people. 
you know hopefully it wasn't his fault or his or her fault yeah let's hope there's no like no horrible no, story you know, up. right no, no horrible story that comes out after right. sort of explaining explaining it more that that i mean that's a state basketball that's that's pretty special that is a good scott that's a good that's a good dude of the week do you want to move on sure now let's move on to our traditional ending scott with our weekend appetizer what are we looking forward to what are we bracing our appetites with right now that we're going to be watching this weekend friday included you know what's our little little snack what are we what are we excited for do you want to get us going sure in the world of sports in general it's it's consumed with basketball it's got to be basketball okay percent and you know what probably agree i'd like to make a public apology to all our fans and listeners sean's family that was deeply affected by this elena his loving girlfriend his parents and all of his relatives that I said I didn't even I didn't even give it a, I didn't even totally give it away. He doesn't know the score. He doesn't know what happened. I'm, anything like that. I, I'm very sharp. I picked up on it. That he uses very sharp dedu- deductive reasoning skills, and said, "Oh, because of A, that C happened." So he knows that Mason won. I apologize for that. I apologize to all your friends and family that are deeply affected by this. Okay. So, anyway. Scott, apology rejected because I'm feeling a little patronized right now. You're big-leaguing me right now. You're <laughs> big-leaguing me big time. So I had to get out ahead of it because I knew you have jabs. And That's I have true. I was going to. You did beat me to it, and I respect you for that. Okay? <laughs> Keep on going. What's your weekend appetizer? I'm headed out to VCU, actually, tomorrow to recruit for the VHSL, Virginia High School League uh, basketball tournament, state basketball tournament. Dude, are you going to be there this weekend? Friday and Saturday, yeah. Are you watching Woodson take yep. on uh, yep. Night? You're going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, Elena's brother's playing in the game, man. I'll, I'll say hi. Nice. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Anyway, I'll be at VCU in their arena when we are playing VCU in Pittsburgh. Mason. Oh, uh, uh, right. Yeah. So that'll be a pretty pretty funny thing. I will be recruiting Friday and Saturday night, and then hopefully catching games all you know, in the in the fill-in times. You know, all Sunday is the championship games, and then we won't have an episode when until when selection Sat- Sunday comes and the bracket is revealed. So we won't have an episode for that. Um, just warning you though, and I mean or whatever, I'm not making a bracket this year. Well, you're not allowed to. I'm not allowed to, but I wouldn't anyway. Why? Because it just ruins it. it b- brackets ruin the fun of it. And I have a very long speech that I could talk about next episode. Okay. Because we only have a certain amount of time. But brackets ruin the excitement in NCAA for me. Inch- wow. I, you, I feel like you're a huge minority in that way of thinking, Scott. I am. I am. I have a very good reason for it, but... I'll say that's a true appetizer. Wow, I'm excited. I've never heard this rant. I'm excited. So I was, I was, I yes, Scott, just playing it all out there. I was gonna take a lot of jabs at you, saying, "Hey, I guess my weekend appetizer is uh, getting ready for the game against VCU. Here we come." Not that I know what happened against Fordham. Go Mason Patriots. Other than that, we got 
the World Baseball Classic, we finally got USA playing. They got Columbia tomorrow. They got the DR Saturday, and they got Canada on Sunday. So we're going to have to be keeping up with that a little bit. But like you said, pretty much consumed by basketball and, you know, hating friends for ruining evenings, stuff That's like fine. that. I mean, just your normal, just, just, just your normal weekend. That's what I live for. That's that's right, Scott. Good episode, and li- listeners, if you can't, if you couldn't, or you won't, or you will not, you can't get enough perpetual sports talk. Scott, where can they find us? We have our new social media producer. I, I attribute all of our new downloads to him. That's you know what? It's I think there's there's definitely something to that. It definitely is. There's definitely a correlation in him taking over. And us getting about over 20 downloads. That's, yeah. But anyway, uh, perpet- Perp Sports Talk, uh, Perpetual Sports Talk, put us in Google. What I say is just Google Perpetual Sports Talk. We come up. We have a web presence. We are online. Twitter, Podbean, and iTunes. Very simple. Favorite us. Direct message with any would-you-rathers, with any complaints towards Scott. Any suggestions to the social media expert? Anything you got? You want to steer the show? You let us know, and we will make that happen. Let's do it. Good episode, Scott. I had fun. Uh, Have fun this weekend. Go Woodson. And I'm looking forward to next week already. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott.